What up, Anchor? This is Made From Scratch. In today's episode, I want to talk about James Damore, the uh, now ex-Googler who got fired for writing his, and I'm saying this with air quotes, his manifesto, um, which almost every digital news outlet I've seen has called, quote, anti-diversity. First, it was shared internally at Google. He got fired for it. It went viral. And uh, I'm also wondering, you know, like to me, it went viral to a lot of people um, in my network were talking about it. But I just I wonder if I'm in a bubble. You know, I saw most of these articles on LinkedIn, um, commented on it from that platform. I didn't really see much of it elsewhere. So I don't know if uh, consumers really know or care about, uh, you know, what happened. So um, that's another interesting question, and anyone else out there listening can tell me if, uh, if you heard about this, call in. I'd love to hear people's thoughts about it. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to talk necessarily about the merit of every single argument that he made. I think a lot of the uh, content of this document could be, you know, torn to shreds, as a lot of people are doing. Um, that's not really the point that I think is important here. I think the point is that in the conversation about diversity... It's now getting to a point where it's clear that conservative thoughts or anti-liberal thoughts or thoughts that don't align with the doctrine or ideology of the major organizations like tech companies, Google, Facebook, etc., are so not tolerated that you can get fired for it. And there's some interesting points I want to make about that. So uh, if you haven't heard about this issue, stay tuned. I think it's fascinating. There's some interesting things going on. And if you have heard about this, please call in. I would love to hear from people about it. The first thing I think a lot of people missed about this whole thing is that this was originally a document that was passed around internally at Google. Now, you know, a guy that works at Google has to be smart enough to know that this thing is going to get out at some point, of course. Um, But it was not intended for the public audience. So the first question that we have to ask ourselves is not whether or not each and individual uh, piece of evidence this guy put forth is factually correct or data supported. It's really a matter of, is he right about the company culture of Google? Are there political biases on both sides? Because he does touch on both uh, left-leaning and right-leaning viewpoints and their biases and how they impact things, though he mostly talked about the left and the more liberal um, ideology. But the question is not whether those things are absolutely 100%, even biologically, when he's talking about things like gender, true. It's really about, is it treated the way he talks about at Google? And if so, is that a problem? So that's the first thing that you that you really need to do to contextualize this article rather than reading it as a, you know, a politician's political campaign or platform. This is an engineer at Google talking about the company that he works for. So I think, A, this got blown way out of proportion. Um, B is he might be right about society or gender and biology. That's not really up for debate. The, the thing that troubled me most about all of those arguments are that it seems to be completely lifted from Jordan Peterson, the uh, Canadian psychologist and professor, um, all of his arguments. I mean, almost in, in chronological order of lectures that I've watched from Jordan Peterson. So I think that James might have done uh, better by himself if he had just shared some Jordan Peterson videos, who's already been under attack for a lot of this kind of stuff. And Jordan Peterson 
uh, recently got his YouTube account taken down, banned. I don't know if it's back up yet. You can check on that. But um, Peterson was banned for basically saying the same kinds of things that this guy at Google was saying before. Um, So I think that's very interesting. And so the question again is, is is in recontextualizing what this guy's talking about. We, we need to leave aside, just for a second, I think, in, in this one sense, um, whether or not the guy is a qualified psychologist, biologist, scientist, whatever. He's an engineer at Google, he's been in engineering, so he understands, at least anecdotally, what it's like. He even it, it admits he has some of his own biases um, in the piece, and I think that it got blown way out of proportion, and calling it anti- diversity is completely misleading and for people that read it uh, actually read the document because here's the thing I saw a number of people openly and almost proudly acknowledging that they did not and will not read the, the fucking document I can't believe that I just can't believe that and um, it, it, it I mean I guess I can believe it it just blows my mind that people will form such a solid opinion on a subject and and know that that it's not really feasible to do that until you've read what people are talking about and yet they still refuse to do it so that boggles my mind because if you haven't read it you wouldn't be able to contextualize whether or not we're talking about the internal and and company culture of Google or if we're talking about society at large and balancing all those things and here's the other problem is that for the most part everyday people just don't have the time to think about these things that deeply they're at work um, they're on the way with their kids to school they see something on the news they read a headline and you should be able to trust that uh, media outlets are at least reporting on what's so what's actually happened as opposed to other people's headlines who haven't read a thing they're talking about so I guess the the bottom line here for me is for people to take a step back before you react or as you react, take a step back and think about what you're reacting to and realize you probably don't have all the information. And if you're not going to go get the information, you you should just keep your mouth shut about those kind of issues. I know that sounds uh, blunt or crass or whatever, but but it's it's just unhealthy if you if you're ignorant and uninformed about something your opinion should not be respected it should not be weighted as much as other people who at least had the decency to read the thing that we're talking about Um, even if you disagree with the point at least read the thing so you're informed about it so I think that's really important I'd love to hear from people call in if you actually read the thing um, or if you didn't and you realize that you should have call in now the second Um, and also very interesting part of this story is the fact that the guy got fired for distributing what amounts to a uh, politically motivated or politically charged document Um, that definitely was critical of the company, right? So to fire a guy that does something like that, initially, especially to conservative type of people, sounds like bullshit, sounds like a attack on free speech, sounds like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, until you realize that companies can A, fire people whenever they want, um, especially if they violate a code of conduct, and B, that some companies have policies about employees taking political stances or distributing material like that. Uh, C, companies are legally allowed to use money as free speech, which means they can engage in politics. So, you know, big companies, of course, we all know they lobby, they lobby to 
liberal politicians, they lobby to conservative politicians, they lobby to whoever will let them do what they want to do. That's a free market. You know, that's fine. So you really have to look at um, if this guy got fired for this, is it because it was a politically motivated post and they have a policy at Google against that? Because if that's the case, that's, that's fine. And you know, this guy probably knew that, or if he didn't, he should. But here's the thing. If somebody at Google were to write a piece about feminism or about uh, transgender issues or some other uh, issue that we would consider political, um, I think it's unlikely that they would get fired or treated quite in the same way that this guy did. And that is, I think, where the problem lies, not necessarily in the firing itself, but in the fact that he was fired for the type of political statement that he was making rather than it just being because of politics itself. Does that make sense to people out there? I know it's a finite, maybe seemingly semantic distinction, but it's incredibly important because if you can get fired at Google for putting out political views, then that's fine and you just engage in less politics as a Googler. But if you get fired for espousing things that are against a specific political party, that's where free speech is now um, being restricted in a way that's really not, uh, not the way the founders meant it in the Constitution. It's not really um, a, a fair, I mean, I know fairness isn't uh, the ideal to uphold, but it seems like you should, you should either fire people because they put out political thoughts, or you should fire people uh, or should not do that. But again, here's the thing, that might be my opinion, but the fact is that a public company or a private company has the right to establish policies and procedures, and in order to prove that they fired someone because they held a conservative view or a moderate view or a non-liberal view would require a lot of money. And for a company that does almost $100 billion in revenue a year, you know, you're going to have to find some pretty powerful allies to take that one to court. So I think the thing that we all need to keep in mind and balance, and really this is more of um, topics to discuss, I don't know that I have a solid answer about it. I just think that there's layers to this problem that go well beyond um, just the content of this one guy's document. And I'll take this time to say, calling a 10-page document, which to me is lifted Jordan Peterson quotes, and con it's not a fucking manifesto, okay? Let's, let's not give this guy that much credit, okay? They weren't all that original thoughts. It wasn't all that deep. They were very basic. Um, the fact that they lack data is not even all that important, given a lot of the stuff he's saying is more logic and common sense than statistical analysis. Um, but, you know, getting fired, again, you have to look at, um, you know, a big company, they can do that if they want to do that, if they want to do that. And the, the real um, question is, to, to put it succinctly, are you getting fired for politics or for specific politics? And um, if it's specific politics, is that something that we, um, as a society, need to look at at companies? Should they have the right to do that? I think that is the important part. So call in, I would love to hear from other people, hear what you think about that. Um, feel free to call in, let's, let's rap about it. So what now, what do we do now? You know, in the last 50 years, politics and business, commerce, uh, industry have gotten so intertwined, uh, maybe more so than ever, uh, especially with the way that the laws are currently written. And that is definitely influencing technology, which is one of the most um, pervasive ways to influence the, the 
democracy, you know? I mean, you can reach literally every single person uh, in America almost through, through the internet, through cell phones, through social media. So that means that if you control the thing through which people search for information, Google, um, watch videos, YouTube, Google, talk to your friends, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, create business, LinkedIn, all these, all these things, um, if the people who are in control of them have a specific political agenda, which most people of power do, that's just something to watch out for. I don't think that's something that can be completely eradicated. It would be very difficult for people overall to strip themselves of, um, of their personal beliefs and opinions and not have it impact and influence the, the way that they do their business. So I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I think the problem is pretending that's not the case, pretending that um, all these Silicon Valley tech companies are not incredibly liberal. And, and yeah, sure, they pay uh, lobbyist groups to deal with Republicans, and I'm sure that they hold some conservative views, because here's the other thing, newsflash, nobody, and I mean probably, well, maybe not nobody, very few rational people hold an entire party's viewpoint solely. I mean, you can just watch this um, in Congress. You see people within their own party arguing about stuff all the time. You know, there might be certain issues um, that, that they tend to all agree on, but you know, you can't stereotype people politically either, right? Just because they identify as a conservative or a Democrat or an independent or a libertarian, that's only going to tell you a little bit about their viewpoint, you know? That's, that's like saying, oh, you work for Google, therefore I know how you think. I mean, seriously, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a huge, huge system, intricate, and the way that different issues interrelate to each other is, is, uh, is something to behold, really. It's, it's fascinating the way that the human mind works and the, and the dynamics that play out in between people. But when you, when you ignore that fact or when you pretend it doesn't exist, you end up where um, it looks like we have an incredibly diverse, um, and I'm just going to talk about social media and software technology companies. It looks like there's, there's much diversity there and there might even be diversity among gender and sex and race and religion and some of these other things. But uh, psychographically or politically speaking, it's not very diverse. And that is a problem. Um, it doesn't mean that there can't be a majority of one viewpoint. In fact, it seems like maybe technology, uh, software engineering especially, uh, or maybe it's, it's the business of those uh, products lends itself to a more liberal ideology. Um, do I have statistics to support that? Not yet. I'll look around for it. I think that anecdotally we can see that to be true. And at least in the case of Google, and at least in the case of their CEO and the way that they responded to this issue, I think that's evident. And I think we can suffice it to say that it may or may not be a problem. Again, going back, the problem would be is if you can get fired at a company like Google simply for putting out political views versus the particular political views that those people don't like. Because if you're going to completely silence the political minority, you, you're going to run into a problem, and we know what happens. When that happens, you can just look back through history. So the so what is, you gotta wake up, you have to open your eyes, you have to look through the mist and see that something is going on here, and there's a lot of complex dynamics at play, and they can't be categorized 
um, or oversimplified by saying something like James Damore wrote an anti-diversity manifesto. First of all, it's not a manifesto. Second of all, he ripped a lot of it from Jordan Peterson. Third of all, it wasn't even anti-diversity. It was lazy at worst, and it was a minority political viewpoint at best. And that's really the issue. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to call in and share your thoughts, comment, etc. Appreciate the time, Anchor. This is Made From Scratch. Peace out.